Welcome to the Herald Express Talker United Yellow Army podcast, brought to you weekly by Guy Henderson and Richard Hughes. We'll be talking about everything that you ever wanted to know about Talker United. Uh, you can find us in the Talker United channel on the Devon Live website, or you can subscribe to us on iTunes. Welcome to another Yellow Army podcast as we head towards the playoffs. You may notice a difference in the sound because we're, uh, we're at an outside podcast this Outside week. broadcast this week, that's right. We are guests at Copy, Print and Design in tour with Hayden Jones. Hayden, welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much. I'm delighted to be here. We'll be chatting a little bit later on about fanzines. Hayden, of course, is the uh, editor of Bamba's Right Foot. I was going to say the uh, first while yes. editor. Well, yeah. no, because it's coming back. Well, perhaps. So you are the current editor yes, of Bamba's Right Foot. I wish the salary was, uh, <laughs> was there as well. Yeah, sadly. And you've, you've let us down a little bit because you failed to hire a dog. Yes, yeah, podcast. I was going to rent a dog, but uh, they were shut this morning when it rent. I think yeah. That's fine because we've got a dog in, a, uh, in the dog in the, with the interview with Gary. Yeah. There's always a dog on There's the Yellow Army podcast. Richard, you had a chat with Gary? Tuesday, yeah. yeah. Um, it's one of those phone calls you, you don't really want to make, you know what I mean? There's yeah, lots yeah. of times that you're quite imagine. happy to, uh, to phone him, and, uh, and, he, and he's pretty good anyway, you know, even if it's been a bad result, he's always pretty, pretty good with you, but it's just like, oh. Yeah. And I can say the word disappointing because I think we're all disappointed that, that, that it, we've ended up second, and he did say that second is a, is a good place to be after a, a 42-game season. It's not bad, is it? No. Not bad. So, podcast time. We've got coffee, we've got biscuits, but mm. first of all, let's have Gary. Hi, Gary. Um, <clears throat> you said to me last week um, that uh, you wouldn't be disappointed going into the playoffs because that's a great achievement. So, is that the way forward? It's obviously the way forward yeah. now. Yeah. Um, of course, we didn't uh, plan to not go up automatically. We did all we could. Um, and we had a great, fantastic run right to the end, really, with 12, was it 12 unbeaten games Absolutely, or something? Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But, uh, you know, Sutton managed to put in 15 unbeaten game runs. So, um, an 87 points, if they get that, is, is, a, is a, you know, an unbelievable figure um, to, to win a league on, yep. on 42 games so you know we, we, we just got to hold our hands up say okay um, you know that they were the most consistent team and a lot of that was because of you know they kept clear of any major injuries uh, you know luck all, all the way through really as far as uh, the injury situation was concerned but um, and they managed to keep the same the same team week in week out therefore you've got the same uh, tactics you've got the same uh, you know you, you can trust the 11 that are out there they play together all the time you know so but uh, anyway so as you say we're now you know in the playoffs we, we can't be less than second so second's a, a very good uh, season with you know bit somebody's hand off on me if better offered us that so now we've got to be positive and um, enjoy enjoy the playoffs as much as we can and certainly it's a great great way to get through um, for promotion if you can <laughs> uh, absolutely did you did, did you watch the Sutton game yeah of course yeah yeah um, um, I, was, I was watching it and you know we, we we'd obviously just drawn with Barnett and you know, lots of opportunities at the end we didn't particularly play that great that's the uh, the, the disappointment with teams like Barnett, Weymouth, Wildstone, Woking, you know, they all of them got half decent results for them because they were, they were playing under no pressure of yeah. relegation. Um, I mean, I've, I've talked about it with, with, with Guy and I've talked about it with friends, but that really did make a difference at the end of the season, didn't it? Those teams that didn't have any pressure on them at all. Yeah, that's right. It, it did, and it just shows you that at this level, the players are often good enough, but it's just taking the pressure when it comes along. And the only pressure that was on teams now uh, is, were the teams at the top. Uh, yeah. You know, because uh, the, the pressure was taken away from the teams at the bottom. But they've all got a game in them, and players in the in the group that are match winners. Um, so if you if you're slightly less than on song, 
then um, these teams can be quite dangerous. So, but anyway, you know that's that's all gone now, and now we've got to look forward to uh, you know, the next stage of, of our season, which is uh, the last game of the season, which I'll use. I'll keep myself out. I'm using it at the moment. But, yeah, um, absolutely. We got yeah. we got to be ready for the semi final, and then uh, hopefully the final. Um, at least you're at home for the for, for the semi final. Um, that yeah. that is a positive. Yeah, absolutely a positive. Um, you know, not too many teams want will relish coming down to us. Um, but then we've got to make sure that we keep that reputation, if you like, and, um, and make them feel um, like they don't fancy it. You know what I mean? Now they'll all come down originally. I mean, we had a great start against Barney and it looked like we'd done, you know, done a great job straight away, which you've got to do whoever comes down in the semis. Yeah. Um, you've got to have that start and the boys were, you know, rushing to get the ball out of the goal to put it back on the spot and 2-0. It was the penalty that gave them the oxygen to open us up a little bit and they wanted to keep their two, three strikers up front. So if we didn't get any more goals, then they were going to be dangerous on the break. And, and that's what happened. So we've got to make sure that going into uh, the, the semi-final game, whoever we play, you know, we've got to get out. Um, and it's only a one-off game, so you've yeah, got to yeah. you know, play the percentages. If, if you're shooting at goal, you've got to hit the target. Yeah. So that you got that, you've got to, if the keeper saves it and you get a rebound, it might hit the post and come to somebody. It might be a deflection, but the, that's the percentages. The non-percentage is somebody who's hitting it over the bar. You only get one chance. So you know we got with the target. We missed the target quite a few times on on uh, Saturday. Um, and in any playoff game, you know, you've got to take the lottery away from uh, the lottery situation away from the game by playing percentages. Uh, absolutely, absolutely. Um, it, it's, it's, it's slightly weird at the moment because until Saturday is done, we don't know who who we're likely to play, and there's a whole host of teams that could end up playing us, isn't there? Yeah, there is, and, and of course they're all they're all decent, and the one that does get there, um, and it, it could be from you know, somebody like Eastley, who, yeah, who's sort of coming up strong uh, just behind teams with a game in hand. Um, you know, they could sneak in there, but. Whoever sneaks in there now and whoever's got that chance is are all going to have a chance. You know, on a one-off game, on a final, I know some, a couple have got to play in the preliminary yeah, semis, as yeah, it were. Yeah. But, you know, they're all big teams, aren't they? You know what I mean? You know, it's like you've got your Notts County, your Stockport, Hartlepools, us. Um, so whoever comes out of it unscathed and gets promoted would have deserved it. Absolutely, and 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 I guess you you've got to look at it. You know, second in a in a division like this is is no mean feat anyway. Um, to get through a, a playoffs well, is is extra, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. And I appreciate you saying that because we was all a little bit yeah. down, and I've had to you know we we have to now pick them up going into the next game just to say you know lads, if this was a late run and we ended up second. Then we'd have been quite happy yeah. because we we were still in it with like a couple of games to go, uh, and that's that's how it went. But uh, you know, a, a non-losing uh, run of 12 or so games was a good effort from a very small group of lads that we we had that we couldn't mess around with, if you like. You know yeah. what I mean? We didn't have a, a great deal of options, if you like. Um, but um, and then. Some had to play with slight little knots and things. So um, anyway, that's what's happened, and you know, it's happened. And we 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 got to be proud of the boys, even though we we you know I let them we had to let them know that we we didn't reach our our uh, quality and and you know our, our best game on on Saturday. So of course you let them know that, and then you discuss it, cold light of day in training before we move on, i.e. that will be today, yeah. and, um, and ask them, you know, because I don't think anyone particularly produced their best game, and 
when I asked them at the end of the game, you know, which ones of you do you feel, you know, which ones felt that they played their best game out there and, and produced a, uh, a top their top game, and obviously no hands went up. So right. it was, well, there you are. You know, we need to understand that and realise that we've got to change that for our next, you know, certainly the semi and the, and the final. And yet, as you said, 12 games unbeaten. It's, it's a balancing act, isn't it? It's, it's really difficult. It is, it is. But, you know, I'm, I'm not a good actor. Um, <laughs> you know, if you're upset, I'm upset. Yeah, they, they can tell you're upset, yeah. Yeah, exactly. But then at the same time, when you praise them, they know you mean it and you're not just saying it for confidence sake. You know, so you know, we're, we're all, always honest. It's an honest football club actually, and, <laughs> honest yeah. managers, honest players, you know, an honest boardroom um, and I think that's important so that everyone knows how everyone's feeling because then we can sort it out, if you know yeah. what I mean, you know, if we're all sort of like trying to con each other, then, uh, you're in trouble. Absolutely. Gary, thank you very much for that and uh, okay, good luck Saturday and uh, wh whatever you do, I'm sure the fans will be behind you. Appreciate it, mate, and we appreciate the fans that came, and uh, we're still in it. You know, don't give up on me or the boys <laughs> because uh, we'll have them ready. Absolutely. Cheers for that. Yeah, plenty to reflect on there then, chaps. The um, the Barnet game, a two-goal lead chucked away. The Altrincham game, which is interesting for a lot of reasons, which I'll come to in a minute. Honestly, there are reasons to be interested. In the well, the, the most today. interesting thing is to see what he's going to do, to be fair. I mean, he, yeah. he's got all sorts of things think, that he could do. Do you think he will? Do you think he'll go for some of the fringe players? Do you think he'll give Olaf and Matt and play, maybe give Sean McDonald a game? Or is he just going to keep with this squad and keep it together going into the playoffs? Do you want the momentum or do you want to just try a few things? Mm. Do you want to give some, some time to, to some players' legs maybe that have been on the bench? It's it's tricky, and and uh, you know he did say in the interview with me that you know he was going to keep it to himself what he was going to do. So yeah. it's obviously something that it's not straightforward for him either. He's not he's no. not thinking well. We'll just we'll just play as we we have been, and, and we'll uh, you know we'll play the starting eleven. Mm. Um, he's obviously thinking about yeah. how he can approach the game maybe differently. It is a strange game though, isn't it? Because I mean we can't finish first, we can't finish third. No, we are second. Altrincham can't move in any direction at all um, so you know, it, it, it's a game that is to all intents and purposes meaningless for the uh, for the two teams delivery driver delivery driver dealt with lovely fella brought you a nice smashing brought you, brought you a package regular yeah every day pretty much <laughs> see this this is the beauty of live podcasting isn't it if we were stuck in a studio somewhere with a, a producer and everything you wouldn't get dogs and deliveries yeah, and like a vacuum yeah stuff absolutely like that. So the Altrincham game, it, it's kind of meaningless, but Richard, you, you think it might, you know, it might give Gary the opportunity to try some things. Every time I try and predict what he's going to do, I get it wrong. <laughs> so um, I could see him resting some players. I can that, see him that resting would be some the most players. To me, mm. like I'm not that I'm a football manager, but I trust him implicitly. He always, to me, he always does seems to do the right thing. And even if he doesn't do the right thing, somebody always come out and explain what went wrong or whatever. He doesn't yeah. hide, you know, like other managers have in the past. So I can see it as a, an, an ability to rest some players and keep them fresh for the playoffs yeah. rather than you know trying to sort of Gareth Southgate and try loads of things that you're not going to eventually <laughs> do anyway. Yeah. Should we, um, should we take, get the, the, the painful thing out of the way first and talk about the Barnet game? Yeah. How are, how are you feeling at 25 minutes past? At 25 minutes past three, I was feeling <laughs> fantastic. I, I mean, I, I thought we were absolutely superb to begin I lent over. I remember leaning over to you and saying, just need one more and yeah. then we can kill him off. And you were absolutely uh, right. And, and yeah. we, uh, you know, then we can go for the goals. That's a very wise talkie for that leans and says that because you know. You know. It's, and, and it's and it, not, I mean, I remember Barnet all those years ago on the last day at Barnet. And even at, you know, 3 nil, people go, that's what celebrating. I'm going, this is not yeah. over at half time. This is not over. Yeah. And, that, you know, you no, just know right. that Torquay will never do it. Um, but, yeah, we just seem to collapse. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm baffled by what happened on Saturday. But, you know. Torquay's two goals were things of beauty, though, weren't they? They're both terrific finishes. They, they were wonderful goals. Lovely yeah, finish right. with his right foot by Jake Andrews, yeah. which is normally just for standing on. Having said that, we couldn't see that because of the place they've put us in now. You need yeah. a telescope to actually see, measure distances for a start from where we are. But um, we were in the perfect position for the second goal yeah. because... 
from a, in case anybody doesn't know where the press bench is now, we're right in the far corner of the family stand. In front of the restaurant. Oh, in yeah. front of, yeah. yeah, in front of the... I think uh, it's a temporary thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Armani Little got the ball on the edge of the box. Well, it was a ball from Asa Hall, wasn't it? It was a ball, it was a lovely ball out from Asa Hall, I think, in the first place. It was Armani Little who found Conor Lemon Hay Evans, though. Oh, with a tremendous ball up over the top, because you could see... Yes, that's right, yeah, but it was Asa Hall who played the ball to Little. Little, like you say, incredible ball. And you go, Conor Lemon Hay Evans looked up, pointed where he wanted it, kind of pointed to a spot about the size of a sixpence on the ground, and that's exactly where Little put the ball. He was brought down by the goalie as well. He was. He yeah. could have gone down and stayed down yeah. the penalty, but yeah. you know, it was it was a great finish. Those were the two things that we enjoyed about Saturday, yeah. that and a decent performance from Lucas Cobbelan as well. Yeah, another one. Another yeah, one. yeah. He's um he's really coming into his own this second half of the season, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, I actually had a little thought to myself and said, it was with the, you know, regardless of what happens, will he be here next year? Because, you know, he is pretty good. He's a decent keeper. There are several players that you there can There is say, that oh, conversation yeah. to have, yeah, isn't that's there? That's what I'm worried yeah. about. Yeah, players. especially if we, Connor, God forbid, we don't go up. Well, Connor's been catching the eye, hasn't yeah. he? In all the televised games, Connor always, yeah, always, always stands up. Yeah, he always stands up, doesn't he? He's had, that... he's had a great season. I mean, we all know how good players like Ben Whitfield are, but a lot of the other teams may not because he hasn't played for a while exactly but yeah. Lucas yeah Lucas is a, a keeper who's going to be on a lot of people's uh, shopping lists I think absolutely I mean he's, uh, the save he made the other week I think was oh, left handed well, in the middle of the goal it wasn't just the save it was the fact that it didn't you know it still had plenty of time to go into the net but he managed to somehow push it around the, the post I have absolutely. no idea yeah. Yeah. How, that, uh, how that happened but yeah he, there's a few there that I worry about and as you know Guy because we play walking football with a lovely chap from Plymouth He's looking forward to having Mr. Randell back. Yeah, see, we lose, we lose him. Yeah, their pitch yeah. is uh, completely dug up, by the way. I can uh, exclusively reveal having been. You were only there for half an hour. I was going to say that's some spade <laughs> work. I, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't finish the job, but uh, yeah, there's there's just earth where their pitch is at the moment, so um, that's all getting dug up. Just yeah, sneak, sneak a couple of moles in just to thought about it. Landmines. <laughs> no, I, I think the uh, we, we're more cordial with them these days, uh, thanks yeah. to the uh, loans that we've had. Although. I did park just outside next to that alleyway that runs up the side of the ground where we got ambushed a few years yeah, back. Yeah, were you there that day? I uh, think I've been ambushed, but not in the we alleyway. It's up and more up in the park. Yeah. The, we the central park, yeah. Absolutely yeah, yeah. ambushed in there one day, and it was uh, not a very pleasant experience. No, I bet it wasn't. I bet it wasn't. Yeah. We're deflecting from, from the the fact that we're 2 0 up and, and, and cruising. Yes, yeah. We, and, <laughs> and we were cruising. For but good reason. Fair play to Barnet. They came to make a game of it. Adeloy up front is a good player. I'm amazed. That he he's there. he was yeah, decent. Was... There was another player who's uh, Mason, someone whose name is full name escapes me. He was decent as well. They yeah. were dangerous. Yeah. But when you looked at their performance, especially after they sort of got the penalty back, you couldn't work out how they were on with the table. No, exactly. And especially that guy at centre half. And we seemed to go long, which was inexplicable to me, especially to Billy Waters. But the guy at centre half, I, I didn't see the shirt number, but oh, he just cleared everything. He was yeah. having a, a joyous day, and he was massive unit. Yeah, but they were decent. They didn't look like a bottom side. They might bother. Doesn't not that it matters, but they might well bother Sutton on Saturday. We, we've had this conversation, haven't we, about how how the effect of no relegation mm, has, has been on teams, and I think it's worked. Some weeks in one way, some weeks another. Yeah, do you yeah, know what I mean? Some weeks, they, if they go behind, well, they've got no real impetus to... Mm. to um, there's no panic, is there? There's no panic just, or you know, anything, so it can go both game, ways. Really. And you're playing Torquay, and you want to spoil Torquay's party, and, you know, we'd want to spoil their party if we were out there, do you know what I mean? So, you know, it's, 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 it's a little bit of pride involved when you're playing a team at the top of the table rather than yeah. playing a mid-table team on a nothing game because neither of you are going to do anything. It was funny, before, well, before the game, or a couple of days before the game, was the permutations that people yeah. kept going, right, well, if, we, if they lose at Harley, which I think they will, and, and then we beat Barnet, and then we can beat Altrin, and I think Barnet, you know, it's, like, it's all nonsense now. Yeah. Two hours later, it's all... It's all done, it's all, yeah. Poof. Yeah, it is. And what I couldn't understand, I mean, a couple of things that baffled me a little bit on Saturday. One, the atmosphere was flat, yeah, very, which we'll come flat. to in a minute. But two, Torquay looked anxious, they looked nervous. The defence, which has looked sound and solid for weeks and weeks and weeks now, they just looked hesitant. It was almost as if the occasion, such as it was, had got the better of them. The turning point was the penalty. Yeah. Um, we've seen heads go down 
a couple times this season yeah, where, where when yeah. even when they're playing really well and something like that happens and 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 it sows a seed of doubt and it's happened more than once and and I, I think the fact that we have scored very late goals so many times maybe clouds that a bit because yeah. we haven't lost too many points because of it but that you know we can all remember periods of games where we've been trying to dig one out and just eventually done it yeah and yeah. sometimes the desperation of that as well you know, yeah you tend, you tend to rush things i guess but um no i just i was yeah upset by the penalty but i didn't think that would that would go on to become a draw i, I still felt that we had enough I, I, there wasn't much response about the penalty itself, but from where I was sitting, which was right in front of it, yeah, he did half dive over him. He did, yeah. Yeah, he there did. wasn't much yeah. contact. No, no, but it's that it's, one of those. It is. It, it was which a penalty. Which annoys me yeah. that people do. You know, it's part yeah. of the game. Sadly, now it's part of the game. You know, as you watch these people on a match of the day, and you know, you can see that in the slow match, you can see them screaming as they're on the way down. But it's all part of the drama. Isn't it? Yeah, it's all part of the fake. And the atmosphere was a little bit flat in there. I was I kind of, I think people had probably got a little bit out of the habit of yeah, going to football. I have to say, Torquay, I thought, handled it brilliantly. My daughter said to me, who was the chap in the sharp suit who thanked us for coming? Um, George Edwards was going around thanking people for coming. He does talk to someone then. Nice yeah. He won't talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it's, it is a nice touch. The stewards were great. It was like family reunions every time some of the familiar faces There was a lot of that in. going on when we were sitting there yeah. early on, wasn't there? It was people coming it, in. It was a top-class atmosphere before the game. I thought Torquay did everything they could to make people feel welcome. But it just never really took off, did it? it, it a lot of the people in the... And, and I don't want to sound too controversial... But Ooh, it's got to be said, a lot of the people in the crowd with season ticket holders are not necessarily the most vocal of talking mm. fans. Um, a lot of the vocal fans are the young kids yeah. who stand on the pop side. And also they generally stand together. They stand together. Not, you just end up where you end up. The, the atmosphere is charged by them and you can kind of, you know, if you're sitting in the, yeah. in the grandstand and, and it's going well, then people around you start singing because the... Pop sides yeah. singing and, and you know, yeah. there, were, I mean, there was a bit of yellow army in going on. Yeah, and it, it you won't hear. I it. did record a bit right yeah, early yeah. on, yeah. and I thought, oh, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll get another bit later on, and that was, that was about yeah, it, really. Yeah, I think the issue of people, you know, they congregate together, don't they? And they sort of yeah. they generate their own energy, but when you're sort of allocated a B63 or whatever it is, then exactly. you can't stand exactly. with your friends as such. And, and a lot of, lot of season, I mean, most of the people there would have been season tickets holders and they're older and they, they don't. No, they don't. I mean, they don't chant. And, and they're that's more sedentary fans. Yeah, it's a good word. Yeah, that is good. <laughs> that good. You can come on the podcast more often <laughs> if you're going to use words like that. Yeah, so. now, a couple of things to just to round up. We'll talk about Altrincham in the coming weekend towards the end of the podcast. Uh, a couple of little headlines that we picked up during the week. Luke Young has won Player of the Year at Wrexham. Surprise, surprise. Well done to Luke. Big Bureau. Oh, he's got yeah. a trophy cabinet to end them all, hasn't he? I would have thought. He, uh, he's, he, I think he was on course. I'm not sure if he has done. To He could finish top goal scorer as well. Uh, which will be the first time he's done that at a team, I believe. And we, we may well encounter him again yeah, in post-season. Don't know. Isn't it weird how many teams we could play I've, yet? I've when, got, yeah. I've, I've, Have you got the permutations? Yeah, we'll get there. Well, kind of. It, it, it left it me really, a little bit flawed. It, it, I've tried. To, I've tried. Yeah. I mean, we'll do it. I've tried to do it, but it is difficult to actually be absolutely certain because I mean, without. <laughs> Teams are playing each other as yeah, well, they so they're kind of they're kind of all up in the air. Elsewhere, Ben Gering is leaving Woking. Is he? Yeah, he's leaving Woking. He's mm, on his. He's looking for surprised. a club further west. So whether he's looking clubs, uh, who knows? Why is he leaving? Did, did did they say? No, he was on Facebook. I think it's the travelling. I think it's travelling. Yeah. I mean, it's a long way to and from Woking from here two or three times a week and he's got a young family so he's looking to get so a bit do, do to you the know is that he doesn't stay up there and come back he commute so it's a commute I think he commutes yeah he has been good for them uh, with, yeah. without without going into all of the well, theatrics and all that business yeah. isn't it really it's just a villain he, he's yeah. made himself yeah. a villain and people have taken the opportunity but you know he's a local lad yeah. you know he's a uh, He's done well. For I mean, he did well for us in, when we needed yeah. someone yeah, yeah, like yeah, that. He did. Absolutely. Yeah, he did. He absolutely did. But he's looking for a club in the West Country. Interesting. Anywhere, probably west of Bristol. Well, he's been to I Truro, think. isn't he, at one point? Yeah. I don't think that went very well. Buckland. Um, uh, yeah. Western. Sure. Well, it, I mean, of course, he involved Buckland in his... Um, in his uh, 
half-term kids' food parcels yes, thing. Yeah. So, you know... There you go. So anyway, but... And of, also, course, of course, the money men are, are, are Helston, and they've just gone up to the Western League, so... Who would have ever thought you'd have heard that? <laughs> the money men are Helston. <laughs> Hel- so Helston are the big players. They are the big players at the moment, oh, yeah. Right, I mean, of course... Talk have... about the European Super League. <laughs> Do you know, I think I'd rather drive the Woking than go all the way down to Helston, though, but... Um, Cornwall have just had four teams promoted to the Western League because of a shake-up upcountry has kind of made everyone move a bit sideways, and... Um, Basically, there were four places, yeah. to, or more than four places, for six places, I think, to, to fill. And, uh, There's um, been yeah. quite a few changes. Has Stoke Gabriel and Stoke Gabriel and Torbay Police or something, aren't they? Have they changed? Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure. I saw that somewhere. It may yeah. not have been true. Not... And the other thing I wanted to... Stoke Gabriel were really team. struggling. Yeah. I mean, they, 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 were, they were closing on 200 goals conceded this season, I oh. think. And that, yeah. was, that was in a season that was curtailed. They were being wow. beaten 20-0. Yeah. So I, I think it's Stoke Gabriel and Torbay right, Police. I should so follow they, that so they've up. managed to arrest that decline. Oh, I love um, it. Get, <laughs> love it. Get out. <laughs> and Lee Sharp is 50 today. Now, uh, you told me this just now, and I, I said to you, that hurts because Lee Sharp, I'm 50, and Lee Sharp, I was 50 in December, Lee Sharp was the first player, talkie player I watched who was younger than me. <laughs> and I can remember it was a marker when that day happened, I and I thought, oh, this kid's younger than me. That's, yeah. that's weird. And now they're all younger than me. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're about two they're decades all, younger, than me. younger than me. Yeah. <laughs> there's, I mean, there's, there's some good stuff on Twitter about Lee today, including a terrific old clip from Saint and Greavesy, uh, where Peter Brackley comes down and interviews Lee Sharp while he's polishing boots in the talkie dressing room. Right. And there's a little interview with Cyril Knowles as well. Uh, Lee Sharp's book has a lot about Talk United in it. The book about Tony Collins that we reviewed a few months ago has got some interesting stuff yeah. about the signing. He was a kind of link, wasn't he? Of Lee Sharp, yeah. He, um, he scouted Sharpie for Alex Ferguson um, and set up the famous early hours deal in yeah. a Babacombe Diggs. It was, he didn't play that I mean, I, I have to bow to your superior knowledge here, but as I remember, wasn't it? He didn't play very many games for us. I know he was... 14, I mean, I think. 14, right. 14. They, so, I mean, they saw something pretty sure. quickly. He made, oh, yeah, his, no, he no. made his debut against Exeter, but then didn't play again for, and, and without looking at the record books, about for about six or seven months. Mm. Um, and then he got into the the team and and was in the team until the end of the season. And I think the deal with Ferguson was done before the end of the season, but he stayed. Well, that's correct. Until yeah. the end of yeah. the season. But yeah, it's only 14 games. Yeah. He scored a couple of goals in a 6-1 win over Newport, which really caught the eye. And that was the point, I think, where Manchester United decided, look, we've got to sign this lad. Yeah, before it's too late. I Otherwise, think it'll be a bidding war. And I think it, we were playing Hereford that day, or it might, it might have been another H team, I don't know why it's stuck in my head, but he thought he had a really bad game. And he thought yeah. the knock on the door was for, for, for a bit of a bollocking. <laughs> That's t- twice in two weeks he swore. I know, I know, I know. I just, just, he's, he's out of I control. I was warned about mine. <laughs> he's completely out of control. But so, yeah, those were just the headlines. We'll talk about the coming weekend and altering them, but let's talk fanzines, first of all, which is yeah. why we're here. Hey. Yeah. Right, okay. Tell us about Bamba's Right Foot, first of all. Oh. Why, why, did, why is it called Bamba's Right Foot? Well, let's think. No, you, <laughs> I think you know the answer to that. And, I uh, do, but I, not I, I know. Well, well, no, that's true. The younger element. And not Dave Bamba, 1991, which is the anniversary, by the way. Uh, on Monday, I believe, 31st of May, 1991, uh, you know, talk here at Wembley. Gates Blackpool two all after a full time, yeah, and then penalty shootout. I think it was who missed the first two were missed. Blah blah blah. But anyway, find it on YouTube. And then of course Dave Bamber takes the sudden death. Gareth Howells takes our sudden death one, I believe. Yeah. He did, yeah. He scores a beautiful goal. Yeah, the goalkeeper's taking penalties. Exactly. Eh? Thing after uh, yeah, after <laughs> last right. night. Yeah. If, um, if only David De Gea had taken. Well, a, I think well, if only he'd have saved yeah. one of yeah. the. Well, I, I think it was more the fact that how they didn't score. Or didn't stop one of those 20 penalties. He just didn't look at all. Sorry, we're not talking about No, let's go back. Yeah, We don't care about Manchester. No, exactly. The proper, you know. Anyway, so Dave Bamboo steps up. You can almost tell if you watch the video. I mean, the body language is all wrong, I think. I can't say that I knew at the time, but if you watch it, it's one of those where you yeah. know, he's not going to score this. And of course, he just sidefoots it right to the post. He kind of scuffs it around Yeah, yeah. So I watched yeah. it again the other day in order to sort of get some stills from it. And the... Yeah, he sort of side-foots it, but it's just really sort of blank. Yeah. Kind of felt his heart wasn't in it, yeah, he, no. he was exhausted, And the, wasn't o- the other thing that occurred to me, he was their top scorer that year, but what occurred to me the other day that's never occurred to me before was why was he taking the sudden death one? If he was their top scorer, yeah. you'd have yeah. thought they'd have got him up yeah. a lot earlier, but there you go. So thanks to him, um, 
Well, what was, was he in this history? How old was he? Was he? He was coming toward the end of his career anyway. I think he must be. Well, I say the end. I mean, probably about twenty nine, thirty, something yeah. like that. I'd imagine. Uh, I think he did go on and play because he played the following year in Blackpool. Right. Went up the following year in the playoffs, so they won yeah. the following year. Um, but he had. A, I think he runs. Oh, I've done a bit of research because what I really would like to do is interview him. Yeah. I don't know whether he's going to be open to that because he. As far as I understood, he wasn't very happy that we'd called it after that. That's what somebody told me. I can't imagine that he even knows we ever existed. I, I heard that he heard about it and wasn't terribly happy. About this it. is this I, is the I days before the internet as well. Yeah, so yeah, this yeah. is yeah. Uh, I mean, I would approach him and say, look, you know, it was never a slight on you. It was just that you happened to. It was that pivotal moment that yeah. uh, that's why it was named after you. So I'd love to interview him. Uh, you know, just that'd be fantastic. Well, we'll see whether that yeah. comes. But I yes, th- there are plans afoot to do. A thirtieth issue because I ended on was it twenty nine twenty nine rather annoyingly and there were never any plans to stop I think it just sort of ran out of steam um, and that so was in ninety as far as I know it was nineteen ninety nine because Neville Southall was my cover my last cover photo the very great Neville Southall by the way wasn't he what a fantastic player um, so yes and because we're coming up to the anniversary I thought about it and then I thought yeah I've been thinking about this for years let's do it so. so I mean, from the sort of late 80s through the early 90s was the heyday of the fanzine. Yeah, absolutely. Which was, I mean, akin for our younger listeners, fanzines... Um, you can't explain made com- of paper you can't com- explain it to them guy I mean com- I produced yeah, I did, I did a music fanzine I did yeah, two or so three you know the sort of and it was all page indie pop related yeah. and, and it was done on a photocopier at Cockington School when, yeah. the, when, when someone was out do you know what I mean one of them giant staples yeah. that was staple in the middle yeah <laughs> and it was all it was, it was cut and paste but what, what I mean is cut up pieces of paper yeah. and paste them to another piece of paper yeah. that was very much sorry before and, and when we started I contacted uh, Tony Jordan who used to do Mission Impossible which, which was the thing that I loved so much yeah. oh, was it, that's that was, first was it that was first yeah. right okay definitely first and that was Definitely one of those. You could see the sort of folds and the, you know the the hand editing, and it was brilliant. And that's what I loved. Mission Impossible. I would seek it out wherever I could find it. And then when it sort of stopped and slowed down, and then we went at Wembley, and I thought, mm. so I contacted, and I had a meeting with Tony, and, yeah. and he was very kindly, you know, said that's fine. I've no issue with it. And he actually contributed all the way through Bamba's right foot mm. anyway. So he's another guy I've got to get in touch with and see if he'll write something. Because you had, I mean, you had your regulars. You had your regular, yeah, yeah. Um, regular writers, regular columnists. Time Tunnel was one that we used to very much enjoy. Yeah, and uh, did you did you write anything for no, us? No, you never asked me. Did I? Are you sure? You, ne- you never. Oh. Do you know he never asked me? Well, we could do, we could we could write that wrong now. Yeah, yeah. Perhaps I felt you were too sort of respected in the community. No, I, I was I was I was deeply hurt by the, uh, by the whole experience. You weren't in prison at the time, no. And no, no, I wasn't. No, no. no he's out by then. I could have written even from there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, on toilet paper. The um, Eisel. There was a community thing around fanzines, yeah, though, yeah, wasn't yeah. there? That yeah. you don't. I mean, people feel like sort of internet website. Inter- listen to me, old man. Yeah. Internet That's website. Interweb thing. It'll never. Can you imagine people in Barnstable using it? Dave Thomas Dave said that Thomas to you once. That 19, <laughs> Dave Thomas, nineteen ninety-seven. Can you imagine people in Barnstable using this? Well, see, I was yeah. at the centre of that in the Herald Express because. When I worked we with Harold, yeah, yeah, you yeah, were, we yeah. launched This Is South Devon. Yeah. And I remember all the reporters thought, oh, no, I don't know if this is the way to go, because obviously they felt, and they were right, really. Talking online, it was first, yeah. in 1997. That's quite early. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah. That, was, yeah. that is early. That, yeah, I remember having a picture of Mervyn Benny at the time on there. And that, but, um, I remember yeah, that as yeah, well. Yeah, I remember yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so that was... Uh, <laughs> that was old Poor days. old Mervyn. So, yeah, these people probably wouldn't really understand. It's just basically a magazine... Produced on the cheap yeah, by but, people who aren't qualified. But what it did sort. give is people like the Capital Goals in yeah, London yeah. and stuff, a kind of link to, a pre-internet link yeah. to the actual club, uh, albeit done by someone stepping a, a step away from the yeah. club. But it, you know, it gave you something to read about your club. I mean, let's face it, the, the closest you could get to the club in those days was that talk line that you yeah. had to ring up for yeah. £85 a minute. <laughs> Uh, a friend of mine once, once when he was drunk, rang the Luton one and then fell asleep. Oh my God. <laughs> and he, he was faced with a bit of about four hundred quid. In. I'd forgotten the talk lines altogether. It was the only way you get any news yeah. out of the club. Sea facts. You had sea facts. Sea facts. Yeah. 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 Now try and explain again. And you could understand why people yeah. would fall asleep. Rossy Reed would be scribbling away, waiting for it to regenerate or, or you know, click over to the next bit. But I, I think, I mean, for me, 
you know, I don't have to say that I'm not blowing smoke up your proverbial, but you know, for me, the, the, the podcast is an amazing resource for me because I love it. Every Thursday, I get excited, or I'm going to go and I go to bed with you two. Oh, oh lovely! And previously, then, obviously, it's <laughs> a horrid thought for you, <laughs> and not so great for me. But you know, I'm it's you know, free, I'm in awe. From hell. I'm in awe being here with you two. This is sort of it's like a bit like meeting a sort of C-list celebrity that you're not too bothered about, but you know, like Keith Richard or. Chris think, Packham, you know, these are the things. I think, <laughs> I think, I think, she, I think she might be over-egging it, but I think we're there, up there with the crankies. Though. No, no, well, I don't, I've had the crankies in the print shop, mate. I've, hey, I, I, I've sat in Babacom Mini eating with the crankies. We're not with them, but they've been in there. <laughs> you love you dressed up in that suit. It was there, weird, though, because the, the old woman was, was dressed... No, the old... No, I've the spoiled old, the this, joke. This, this, I've killed the joke. The, old, the young kid was dressed as an old woman. This is the point yeah. where I try and steer you both back onto the Sorry. business of the day, isn't yeah. it? Silliness. Um, fan, fan, I mean, the fanzine was a fantastic thing, a great way of staying in touch with the club. It was very irreverent. How did it go down at the club? Did you uh, ever get any feedback? Uh, go yeah. to Rich now. Um, I had a great initial relationship with Mike Bateson. He really, and he was great for it because he's, he was very much that sort of, get, you know, he'd give as good as he got. Mm. And to be fair now, looking back, it was very childish and you know, very pure all the, the kind of gags we did. It, I think it evolved slightly better uh, after its initial, but I think we might have just had a little bit too much of a go at Mike, and I think he then became a bit of a sort of hater of it, I don't yeah. know. Um, but you'd know more about that. But I just think, yeah, we did have... A, I mean, I did a really nice interview with him. I interviewed a few managers. Uh, my highlight was interviewing Peter Cook. Did uh, you interview Peter I interviewed Cook? Peter wow. Cook on the telephone wow. on a very early... Mobile phone. Uh, I was working in Newton, but I was sat in the car park with this phone, and then I had to transcribe it all back. But uh, well, I spoke to the great man yeah, himself. Fantastic. It was brilliant. It Have was you got really, that? Some, got it, I've yeah. got. I don't know if I've got the recording, but I've certainly got the transcript yeah, somewhere. Lovely. And I cooked. I called yeah. it rather cleverly. I thought I'd just get this in because it was great. The cook rapport. Oh, you see, you see, anyone under forty again isn't going to know what the report was. That's impressed us, though. So, but I just go to a point that Rich made earlier though about the community thing because there was a massive sort of community. I would get sent them. I didn't have to pay for them, and I would send them out. And there was this sort of swap thing. But what what emerged out of it for me, and I've got still got friends that you know I know now. You know that I play football. You know, Cavana, etc. But what we did do, we formed a Bama's right foot football team and we would travel all over the world uh, all over the world <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember that one no, all over the country I mean, we played in Mansfield we played in uh, we, uh, gosh, you, uh, Wigan you yeah. played when Talkie were away at yeah those, yeah so if we were away right? we yeah. would set off yeah. like yeah. four o'clock in the morning we'd be I remember being in Wigan at nine o'clock in the morning and we got hammered 18-1 I think or it might have been 18-0 uh, we played at Rochdale, played all over the place. Wow. But like Shrewsbury was one example. We, I've still got friends in Shrewsbury of the opposing, you know, obviously of the opposite side, and they're still there if I rang them up. Well, weren't they based, was it the bowling green down there? No, that's right, yeah. Well, that's I where they drank. I remember yeah. that. Yeah. That, that, that. That kind of community thing, it's difficult to explain, explain now, but from my point of view, with the music, the fanzine that I did, you did a fanzine, you sent out li- little leaflets to other fanzines, they put them in the envelope when they sold a fanzine, and, and people this. bought a fanzine off you, yeah. and you put leaflets in your envelopes. It and and it, it, it was brilliant, the way it worked. And, you know, nowadays, I mean, it's, it's almost impossible to get people to buy printed material. Yeah, exactly, and now it's all, obviously, you know, it's sound like a bunch of old farts, but... You know, the forums, I, I'm not a fan of them anyway, not because they're not printed, it's just because everybody, you know, there's people on there, not necessarily talking, just everywhere, that people who aren't, for my mind, entitled to an opinion have now got an opinion. Yeah, well, uh, that's, that's the, beauty of, or the beauty or the curse, isn't it, well, of social media? It's a bit of both, isn't yeah. it, really? But, uh, I mean, was it the internet that killed the fan scene? Uh, phew, no, laziness on my part. Um, <laughs> was it 1999, did you say? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was 1999, because it was Neville, and he was stood like a... I'm a little teapot. I think it was the well, the, the very puerile gag again because I was I had to be led by the image rather than the, yeah, you know. Yeah. And Paul B back in you know Porky Paul, um, he used to give us loads of those loads of, you know yeah. of, of ones that weren't sort of in the paper you know the oddities the ones that the you funny take ones on the choir, yeah, 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 yeah yeah and that sort of kept us uh, in clover for, for twenty nine issues. I, I guess. For, 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 for younger fans, this might not mean much, but the Mervo board came along around the same time, didn't mm-hmm. it? And I, I guess people were starting to feel their way on the, yeah. the and internet. I, and then a lot of people flocked to that and 
you know, it had its, it had its time and its place for a couple of years and then it died out. But Yeah, well, I never never became a member because I just, you know, again, I'm not, I'm sort of tired of everybody with the same brush and I don't mean to do that, but there is an element that I find very distasteful about all that. Yeah. You know, that people, are, you know, they're not held to account for their opinions. You know, my opinions are my opinions and if, if I'm in a pub and somebody disagrees, then that's fine or whatever. But yeah. out there, you just say whatever you like and people, you know, you know, people calling for Gary's head because we lost a couple oh. of games back in December. I mean, come on. Yeah. You've, got to, you've got to look at what he has done. We are so lucky to have Gary Johnson at this club at all, but to have him at this period mm. in our history when we were really struggling when he came... Well, uh, we, you know, yeah, we it's inc- I don't know, Guy, if you bottom, remember... Bottom half of the Northern League... Well, exactly. Northern League South, well, you Northern might remember, yeah. or you may not, but when we were looking for a new manager and... I think Steve Tully was the, the yeah. favourite. Yeah. And I I knew that Gary Johnson was free. And I said to a few people, including you, I think, um, you know, Gary Johnson's free. And a lot of people would sort of figuratively pat me on the head and go, yes, that's lovely, Hayden. It'll never happen. <laughs> so, of course, so I, Alex Ferguson. to be fair, I didn't expect it to happen, but I just yeah. knew he was available. Yeah. And I thought it would be a good fit. And when he was announced, I mean, I was just cock-a-hoop. And he's proven me right over yeah. three years. Well, I mean, going right back to the beginning of the podcast, second position in the National League is a good result. Yeah, and, and, and uh, I think Gary used the cliche, you know, if you'd said that to us at the start of the season, we yeah. would, we'd have snapped your hands off. Yeah. Because, of, because of what happened last season with it all being curtailed and the fact that, you know, we'd just come up from National League South. Yeah. Um, it's a big step up. I mean, that is quite, that, I think that's probably a bigger, bigger step up than it is from moving from the National League to League Two. I think that step is... Yeah. is, is, is yeah. Minimal in it's, some respects. It's a different, uh, different standards. It's, it's, you're moving from part time yeah. to. I think people are just full time. Either glass half full or glass half empty, aren't they? I mean, I spoke to a couple of people yesterday at football, and oh, you know, we've 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 choked, and we've all, it's all over for us now. I don't see it like that at all. No, I've got hope in my veins. Oh, absolutely. You know, you absolutely. know that Gary will deliver the very best mm. team that he yeah. can onto those on, exactly. into those games, and they'll be drilled, they'll be ready. You know. Uh, I mean, uh, and I have to be very controversial here. I, I think Gary Johnson is the best thing that's happened to this club for a very, very long time. I want to say this because it's really important to me, even if, not that he would, but if he got us relegated this year, uh, relegated rather than promoted, I would still want him at Talking Night. That's how strongly I feel. You don't just dig up everything and throw it away and then go, right, next bloke, you have a go. He's put in place all this sort of longevity. I mean, look at Aaron Downs. He's, mm. he's pre- presumably, you know, the... The Sorcerer's Apprentice, he'll be next up. Yeah, power, so it's that yeah. con- continuity, like back in the boot room days with the, you know, the cop. Yeah, yeah. You've got, and I think now, am I right in thinking that Ace Hall is now, he, you know, the next... He's doing a know, little bit he, of coaching. You know, so he's, yeah. he's the next step on this, this ladder. And this is part of what football, a lot of people in football, to me, don't understand. Anymore. When we were going to the South Devon College uh, towards the end of, before it was curtailed, and, uh, and we, we were interviewing them there, yeah. you would see Aaron doing all the, all the, the video board stuff from his phone yeah. and talking through uh, you know, the, the, the opponents coming up and stuff. We were, we were fortunate to see some of it. And that's his role. You know, he has his role, and obviously on the training yeah. pitch as well. And Gary, I think, appreciates that there's a younger head, a, yeah. a, a, someone who understands that kind of... Well well, yeah, someone who kind of understands that technology so that we, yeah. can, we can use it rather than, yeah. you know, just say, well, you know, I'm, I'm a bit old school, I don't do that. Yeah. He's embraced it with Aaron, I think, which is a, a really good thing. I mean, when you watch some of that stuff, it's just like... It's just so detailed, yeah. isn't it? Sorry about that outburst, by the way. Just, no, I feel so I passionately about yeah. this, and I Sorry. have for all the time he's been here, you know, and people are calling for his head, and I just... I just want to shake him and just say, do you not realise what rubbish we've had? And, you know, what, what would be the alternative? Yeah. I mean, no disrespect to Steve Tully, but if he'd have come in at that time, I, mm. you know, I so don't you, think it would have been the, the, the party it's been. No. Are you going to get a chat with Gary for BRF30 then? I don't know. I'd, I'd, I'd be in awe. I'm just, just so in awe. Hey, it. It'd be I'm like sure, interviewing... I'm, sure, I'm, sure, I'm, sure, I'm sure he'd do it. Yeah, I'm sure I'd, he'd do it. He's such a smash. I mean, obviously, I'll listen to yours and I'll watch the stuff that Dom does with him. Um, you know, it's just you know, I and I think the other reason I'm so passionate about it is, is that he sees football the way I see it, and every, pretty much I agree with everything he says, even yeah. when we play badly. And he, he doesn't come out and make a load of fluff and nonsense. He says we play badly, and the reason we did, and I think, well, yeah, that's exactly why I saw it. So, 
I don't know. But sorry to anybody who, no, who doesn't like Gary, but I do. <laughs> if, you don't like Ga- if you don't like Gary, I'm sure he's <laughs> not really listening to this podcast anyway. No, exactly. So you're not setting any deadlines, but no, I'm not roughly when um, do you well, reckon you'll see BRF 30? Uh, let's, well, hopefully. Well, I suppose the next natural thing would be the beginning of the se- next yeah. season, because we're not going to do anything over the next couple of weeks. Um, it'd be a nightmare. I know the other thing is, that, as you can probably remember, I know there will be an element of that, you know, standing out in the rain and selling it. Um, I, know, I was going to say, the other thing yeah. people were, you know, and people it, would stand on the, yeah, the end of school lane and stuff yeah. and sell it and, and bother people. And I don't know, wonder whether the club would allow that because obviously the politics have changed. But I would envisage it would largely be a post school. You know, yeah. I'll put it up somewhere. Somehow we'll do it on and, social media and. It'll be an extravagant cover price because I do have children, and <laughs> which I didn't back then. It's going to be a tenner of exactly. the Well, it's funny you said it. <laughs> yeah, I, I did wonder where you're going to print it. Oh, I, <laughs> I mean, where was it printed back in the day? Oh, it was actually, uh, we just did various things um, wherever we could, but we ended up largely with a guy who did a lot of fanzines up in... Oh, Pontypris. Right, so he, he kind of had yeah, he carved was, that he little... Yeah, he cornered the market yeah. and got that niche and he did lots and lots of fanzines. But did he was great help did, as well. Cause did he do the magnificently named Dial M for Murder? <laughs> no, he didn't, but uh, he, I presume he printed it. Yeah, yeah, but no, he was not involved in it. But yeah, uh, that was... Yeah, there's some great fanzine names. I mean, oh, fanzine names. I mean, ours is yeah. really pretty tame, but it was, it was a pivotal moment, so that's why it's called it. But yeah, there was some great... Ones and you and you had you know dedicated time. shops in London that sold fanzines. Oh, yeah. I'm sports sure they pages, still I think. Are. yeah, yeah, that's right. Sports pages, and there was, I mean, we tried to sort of you know we would send them a bunch of fifty or so, and then slowly get the money, but or we'd sell them to them at yeah. you know a fraction yeah. of the cover price. Uh, but it was never ever about making any money. I mean, we used to have maybe twenty quid left, thirty quid by the time we'd paid all the print costs and, and yeah. post and that, and you know we'd probably go and have a pint. And that was. You know, a couple of people would help me sell it. We go and have a beer in Boots and Laces. Who did you have out in the rain on? Oh, on Elliot then? Hogan was one of them. Oh God, I'm trying to think. Hey, anybody who sort of yeah. looked vulnerable and sad. <laughs> 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 right, you'll do. Yeah, you'll do. You'll stand there. Because there was a, there was lots of fanzines. I think at Torquay at some point. Was, Mission Impossible being the first. Then it was us. Then there was the Gullible Gold. I was going to say that's the one that sticks in my head. Chris Manor, I think. Um, and then there was Highway to Heal. Yeah, that came yeah. out. Yeah. And there Highway was another Heal, one yeah. that I, it was an A4 production, but it didn't last, it was about three issues. But um, yeah, it's, uh, it was great fun. I mean, really, it's, it's, it's slightly self, it's uh, self-indulgent, really. Um, Quite a long way to continue. I'm but, looking uh, forward to seeing BRF. But yeah, yeah. yeah, it will be 30. I don't think yeah. there's ever going to be a 35 <laughs> or a 36 or a 40. Never know. We'll see. Never know. You know. Absolutely. Excellent. Thanks, Hayden. Thanks for filling us in on that. Let's have a little look ahead to the weekend then, Altrincham. Um, we haven't won there since the 10th of March 2009. Right. We haven't played very many. No, I was going to say, yeah. But Wayne Carlisle got the goal for us then. They beat us 2-1 at Playmore on February the 2nd. That's when we were having that little wobble. Quite a long wobble, actually. Yeah. But yeah. Um, that was at the beginning of that. But the interesting fact that I found is they've had a player sent off in four of the last five matches against us, and it's been Jake Malt twice. Has it? A decent player as well. Yeah, he got sent off in the game in February. He also got sent off back in 2015. And Sean Williams and Tyrone Marsh have been uh-huh. sent off for Altrincham against us. I haven't looked yet. Is Tyrone Marsh still there? Uh, I'm not sure. No. Not sure. He always scores against us. Yeah, well, we tend to have that sort of thing with Twonky anyway, don't we? Yeah. Hate it when we play anybody that used to play for us. I know. I mean, his record after leaving us, his record with us wasn't actually that bad, I don't think, when you actually sort of look at it. He was quite decent, wasn't he? Tyrone Marsh. Fear the Tyrone Marsh. (laughs) But... Fear. No one's ever said that before. (laughs) Fear the Tyrone. Look, I reckon all the way from third to tenth in this league is in a bit of a state of flux. Stockport a third on 74 points. Hartlepool fourth on 73, Notts County a fifth on 70, and then it gets really interesting. Wrexham a sixth on 67, Chesterfield have got 66, Eastley 66, Bromley 66, and Halifax 65. And all of those, whatever happens on Saturday, could end up mm. as 
fifth or sixth, which is and of course it's who we play is yeah. the winner of fifth or sixth. So mm. we could play any one of those. Yeah, I, I mean we're more likely to, to play one of the ones that have got more points, obviously, but because because all the results have to go a certain way for yeah. Halifax, for example, to, to jump Just up from sixty six points. But they can do the mathematically. I, I mean, I, I quite fancy Bromley. To be honest, Bromley are only one. Well, no, they're level on points for Chesterfield. Well, they are they're home to Notts County. Slight bogey side of ours, I don't know. They? Well, after, I mean, honestly, after watching Sutton play Hartlepool on Saturday or Sunday, I take Hartlepool at the moment as well. Yeah, but six, did you watch it? Sorry, yeah, six I did. out of the eleven games this weekend. Uh, have something to say about yeah. the playoff position. That's the thing. There's not a lot, if there's any, because I, I will double check before I write a preview, but I don't think any of them are actually playing each other. No, Bromley Notts County, I think, oh, that's is the, only, the one. only one. Yeah. Yeah, Bromley Notts, oh, Halifax played Chesterfield and Bromley Notts County. Yeah, okay, so it's... But apart from that, it's, I mean, it's anybody's game, isn't it? Any preference as to who we play? No, no, not at all. No, I think I think you just got to take what comes your yeah, exactly. way. Now, these aren't you? these yeah. are the things that give me a headache when people study and think, and then you know, just see what Monday. Yeah, we'll take anybody. See what happens on Sunday. Yeah, yeah no, that's that's the. We'll beauty. know by sort of three o'clock on Sunday. Sorry, that's what the beauty is. of it, though, isn't it? That's the beauty of the football. You just well, let's well, just take. What you've comes got to next. play. If you want to win, you've got to play what's put in yeah. front of you, and you've got to play the best. Play the best. I mean, you. It does feel like Stockport uh, Ashton Gate does the might be the yeah, might be the one. It's in my head, but but you know anything that, that'd be a tremendous game. But I mean, so the dates you need. Well, it's a June bit further for them to travel, isn't it? We normally have that problem. Yeah. June the twelfth is the game at Playmore against whoever finishes fifth or sixth. Do we think that two-week gap, where we don't have a game, but the the, the team that we're going to play on June the twelfth yeah. will have a game? Is good or bad? I think it's good because it gives us a chance to get Ben Whitfield fit again, Kyle Cameron fit. And then there's always the, the possibility of, of Danny Wright. Danny Wright, yeah. yeah. I mean, Do you eight. not think that, well, I don't suppose it's a good time, I would say that Torquay would arrange it behind closed doors, but most people will be on the beach by then, won't they? So it might be quite difficult to do that. It I might imagine be, yeah. they've got it. I mean, because the way they do it up at South Devon College, they get the lads in from the it, college. It'll be, yeah, yeah, they, yeah. I mean, there are quite a lot of young lads. They do have some pretty competitive games. Didn't yeah. you and I getting in there? No, right? none whatsoever, mate. That's <laughs> it. The way you and I both played Could last night <laughs> in training last night, there's absolutely no what? chance. That's the way I play. <laughs> no, no, Seven? Uh, What's yeah. going on? What was the score? I, you know, I've no idea. Was I defending against you? Yes. Oh, no. Against you? Yeah, I don't believe that. <laughs> You're taking advantage of me having my second jab and not remembering very much. Feeling a bit low. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, you haven't eaten the biscuits. Well, we haven't. Uh, so we'll, no. we lashed out over a panel. We'll smash, into those, <laughs> we'll smash into those once the microphone goes off because we've taken up quite enough. Yeah, of it's, it's a long one, isn't it? It's a long yeah. podcast. Hayden, thank you very much thank for Thank you for us. inviting me. I'm touched and honoured. It's Sorry. Uh, well, brilliant. Touched, actually. <laughs> It's good to talk fanzines. Looking forward to seeing BRF 30 uh, put yeah. us down for a copy. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll keep uh, the listeners kind of... We'll let them know. Yeah, yeah. Involved Thank in that. And, yeah. We appreciate that. We will indeed. Um, and looking forward to a game at Altrincham, which doesn't yeah. have much on 12 it. 12.30. Then it'll be the big build-up for the big playoffs. We can't wait, can we? No, we can't. Right, and let's try and do a three-part harmony Come now. On, let's do this. <coughs> on. Come, Come on, on, you girls. Oh, I got it wrong. <laughs> I didn't even go for it. <laughs> Sorry, I was thinking goals.